This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Parsha Shaftim Tavshe and Ayn Ches. Parsha starts off Shaftim the Shaytim Titan Lechav Bechol Sharecha. You shall have judges and officers in all your cities. Asher Hashem Lekecha Naisen Lecha that Hashem your God gives you Lishvatecha for your Shvatim. And Rashi explains what does it mean in your cities and your Shvatim. Sometimes you can have two Shvatim living in one city. And they each need a basin. Sometimes you can have one shevet living in two cities. And we don't go by the shevet then, then we go by the city, and even though it's one shevet, they will need a judge, a basin in each city. That's shevetim. What are shaitrim? So Rashi explains, shevetim are those, a paiskim who give the judgment. And what are shaitrim? Haredin esam. Those are the ones who impose authority over the people. Achim after the judges give them psak. With a stick and with a strap. Until they accept the din of the judge. And as the Gemara tells us, If you don't have officers imposing the, the, the rule of the judges, they don't even have judges. Which brings us to nowadays, the Baruch Hashem, we have Bezdin. Someone has an issue, of course, they go to Bezdin. We don't go to secular court, Chasvashalom but we don't have officers to enforce it. And therefore, our Bate Dinam are not that effective, unfortunately. And this is so important for us that we actually include this in part of our Shmanasra, as we daven, we daven to Hashem, restore our judges as in earlier times, our advisors as originally. Because if we would have the Bezin of old, then it would remove from us our sorrow and our sign. But we don't have that today, and that's why we daven for that in Shmanesrei. I always wondered, as we daven to have proper judges and proper dayanim, what do the dayanim themselves daven for? Can you imagine a person is a dayan on a bezdin all day? He's a judge all day. Comes time to daven minuch, he finishes working in the bezdin the whole day, and now he comes to Shmanesrei, and he starts to daven, Hashiva Shreftenu, is he saying that what he does is not good? I mean, he's a judge, he's a dayan. And he's still davening that we should have our judges of old? What does he think he's doing? With the following story, perhaps we can understand what this means. There was a big Talmud Chacham named Rav Aaron Hakayan. Rav Aaron Hakayan, that was his last name. And he was trying to get a position as a rav in a certain town and boiled down to him and someone else. And then they made the decision and they chose the other fellow and they did not choose him. And Avarn was very, very upset because he felt he had a lot to offer and uh, he just felt very sad. He turned to his father-in-law for encouragement. His father-in-law was none other than the Chavetz Chaim, Yisrael Mayer. He turns to his father-in-law for encouragement, and his father-in-law tells him, look, there's no rush to be a Rav, you have plenty of time to be a Rav. When the time comes, you'll be a Rav. And he was mollified, he was okay with that. But after another two, three weeks passed, he once again started to bother him. And he really, really wanted such a position. And he turned to his father-in-law again, and this time his father-in-law sat him down and says, listen here, I'm going to tell you something on the condition you promised me not to reveal it to anybody as long as I'm still alive. And now his son-in-law was very intrigued. He said, of course, 
And he gave his word he won't repeat this to anyone while his father-in-law, the Chavetz Chaim, was still alive. And he told him, his father-in-law, the Chavetz Chaim, told him the following. He says, you know, years ago when I came to Raden, I came here, and I had a position as a Rav in town. And I was a Rav. I had a small shul. I was a Rav in town. Unfortunately, a few months after I got here, the butcher was caught selling tarfus. The butcher was selling tray for meat. So right away, I investigated and I removed him from his position. And I said, you can't be a, she- you can't be a sheikhet if you're going to serve tarfus. Which, of course, everyone understood. Well, a few weeks later, the butcher comes to see me and he breaks down, he's crying, and he says he has no pranasa. I said, well, of course you don't have pranasa, you're selling tarfus. And he promised me that he won't do it again. And he was crying, he says, please, can't they get to tshuva? And he begged me, he begged me, and I said, look, I will reinstate you on two conditions. Number one, we're going to have to have very, very strong oversight. And number two, you have to go and donate to the shul four boxes of wax for candles. Your veyer brought darkness to the world, you will light up the shul. And the sheikh had right away agreed, and that's what he did. And sure enough, he did a wonderful tshuva. He was a very ehrlich person. And for many, many years, he did his job faithfully. They came, he passed away. He passed away. It was a very respectable funeral. Chavetz Chaim himself says, I came, I spoke, I gave a hesped. What a balalia the person was. And that was that. Two weeks later, I was sitting in the shul, in my shul in the afternoon. I was learning. I was the only one in the shul. I'm sitting by my seat and I'm learning Gemara. When all of a sudden, I was hit with tremendous drowsiness. It was amazing. I couldn't keep my face up. I couldn't keep my eyes open. And I kept on nodding off, fighting myself to keep awake. I finally nodded off and I fell asleep. I fell asleep and I had a dream. And in my dream, three elderly men with distinguished light, white long beards approached me. They said, are you Rabbi Stroll Mayer? I said, yes. I said, do you recall many years ago having a butcher in town that sold tarfus? And I said, yes. He said, well, he came in front of you and you reinstated him as a butcher. How could you do that? So Chavetz Chaim says, well, he did tshuva. He says, what do you mean he did tshuva? They asked me. I said, well, he promised to do tshuva and he's never going to do it again. And I installed oversight to check up on him. And he had to give four boxes of wax for the candles for the shul. And the three men looked at each other, and then they looked at me. He said, we stole my hair. What was the purpose of those boxes? Was that a kapara for him? Was that atonement for him? Or was that a knas? Was that a fine to deter him from doing it in the future? Chavetz Chaim thought for a moment and he said, no, it was a knas. It was a deterrent to show him that you're not going to gain money by doing such an avera, and he had to pay a lot of money for those wax boxes. They thanked me and they disappeared. And I woke up. Unusual dream. And I got back to Gomorrah and I started learning. A few moments later, once again, I was again hit with this tremendous drowsiness. And I couldn't keep my head up and I nodded off. And I fell asleep. And this time in the dream, the sheikh had came to me. Looked exactly how he looked a few days before he passed away. He says, Rebbe, what did you do? What did you do? And I said, well, what are you talking about? He says, Rebbe, 
I came up to Shemayim and I went in front of the Bez in Shemayim and they started to judge me. And Baruch Hashem had a great judgment. I davened well, I did mitzvahs, I learned every day, I gave tzedakah. And they said I go to Ganeidah. When all of a sudden, Tumalachim came and says, What do you mean? He sold tarifas to Yidin. How could he go to Ganeidah? He has to go to Ganeidah. I said, No, 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 no. I did chuba for that one. He said, Yeah, you did chuba, but you didn't have a kapara. I said, Of course I had a kapara. The Chavetz Chaim directed me to give four boxes of wax to the shul. And the Bezin says, No, that wasn't a kapara, that was a kanas. And I said, No, that was a kapara. He said, Okay, let's go ask the Chavetz Chaim. And they came to ask you. And Rebbe, you told them it was a kanas. If you would have told them it was a kapara, I would have gone to Ganeidin. And now I have to go to Ganeidin. Woe to me, woe to me. And he was crying. And he left. Chavetz Chaim was telling his son of iron, I woke up and I was so shaken. I can't believe what I did, what I caused. And till today, he says, years and years later, I can't get it off my head. Because of me, Ayid went to Gehenna. All I had to do was have in mind when I told him to bring those four boxes of wax as a kapara instead of as just a kanas. If I would have just had in mind, besides for a kanas, it should also be a kapara, I would have saved another Yid from going to Gehenna. That is why he, tell, he tells his son all that is why there's no rush to be a Rav and to take upon yourself such a heavy, heavy duty such a heavy, heavy responsibility. Because if you would go and be like Hashiva Shavtein Kavar Shaina, then it will be Vahasar Mimani Yogin Vanacha. If we would judge the right way, we have the proper Siat Shmaya, it would take away from us the sorrow and the sighing. Have a wonderful Shabbos. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.